0: Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Jesus said, he says I'm building my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Jesus said, I'm building my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Jesus didn't say I'm building a government. Jesus didn't say I'm building a political party. Jesus says I'm building my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Amen. Glory to God. Our commander-in-chief, God's people, our commander-in-chief, the Lord Jesus Christ, he said those words, and I'm grateful today that God is building his church. He's building his church. Uh, No doubt, uh, I think all of us would agree today that we're living in some very unpredictable times. All of us can agree to that. We're living in very unpredictable times. But despite all the uncertainty that we see going on around us in the world, one thing that you can be certain of is that Jesus is building His church. No matter how unpredictable and how unstable things are around us, we can still know for sure that Jesus is building his church. And I'm grateful that we're part of that church. Aren't you thankful today? Amen. Glory to God. So don't you get discouraged and, and, and don't you be downcast because no matter what happens, friends, you've got to remember that Jesus is building his church. He's building his church And it's time for the church that he's building to arise. It's time for his uh, church that he's been building and continues to build. It's time for his church to arise. Now, last week, uh, I told you uh, the definition of that word arise. It's found numerous times in the scriptures arise. And and I've shared with you, we learn by redundancy. We have to continue to repeat it, repeat it. That's why my teacher always told me in school. You're never going to get it. I got to always repeat it to you. So we learn through redundancy. And so the definition for arise, this word that we find in the Bible, it it means to arise. It means to come alive and take a position. I'm just reviewing a few things. It means to come alive and take a position. That word arise also means to become visible and to be active in power. And listen, I just want to encourage you one more time. It's time for the church that Jesus is building to arise. And we need to arise. We need to to come alive and we need to wake up and, and we need to know the times that we're living in. Do you know the times that you're living in? Are you aware of everything that's going on around you? Come alive and wake up to what God is saying to us as a nation and what God is saying to us in our personal lives. We need to come alive and wake up. We need to, we need to take a righteous position standing on the truth of God's word. Remember that. I'm getting ready to go back to that in just a minute. We need to take a righteous position standing on the truth of God's word. We need to be visible for a lost world to see. It, listen, I, I mentioned it the other day. There's all this uh, these things about people hiding and not coming out and, and being a representation of whatever political party they're a part of. Listen, it's time for the church to stop hiding. It's time for us to come out and be visible. <laughs> Be visible, not with anger and arguing, but with love and with holiness and with purity. In the name of Jesus, it's time for the church to be active in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Lord promised this power to us that we would have this infilling of the Holy Spirit that would come upon us and that we would have a power like no other power. It's a supernatural power so we can carry out the assignment that God has placed upon our lives and give us a boldness in these last days. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. And God has been speaking to us. I truly believe it. God has been speaking to us about some things that we can do in these last days. Some things that we can do in this critical hour that we're living in. What are the things that we can do? Well, we already know that God wants us to turn back to Him in repentance. It's time for God's people to repent of our sin and turn back to Him. Stop playing the game. It's time to get serious and know that sin will destroy you. The wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So we need to turn back to God in repentance. And we need—we know God wants us to seek Him in prayer. Calling on Him in heaven. Believing He's going to meet our needs here on this earth. We know God wants us to fast for our nation. And I thank God. We're in day eight of ten days. And I thank you for praying. And I thank you for fasting for our nation. God is hearing us. And God is moving. Hallelujah. And we're going to believe him to continue to do so. You keep praying. And you keep fasting. And we know God wants us to be a united church, carrying out God's kingdom purposes. And we know God from last week, he wants us to arise and he wants us to walk in love, friend. He wants us to walk in love. So God help us to do that. But today, just for the next few minutes, I want to share with you something that I believe all of us need to be aware of. And that is that we need to arise And we need to take a righteous position standing on the Word of God. That word arise means to take a righteous position. And it's not a position of opinion. It's a position that we take standing on righteousness and standing on the truth of God's Word. Now more than ever, we need to recognize that nothing is more important than the Word of God. We need the truth of God that we're standing on. Listen, if you look around, we're living in a worldwide web of deception and lies. And if God's people are going to be able to stand in this world that we're living in, we need to be standing and we need to know the truth of God's Word. We need to be standing on truth. God's Word, God's Word should be the foundation that we're building our lives upon. The Bible says if we're not building our lives upon the Word of God, then we're building on sinking sand. And we need to be building our lives on the Word of God. Our great nation was founded and built upon God's Word. If you look throughout our history, God's Word has been a a moral and spiritual compass to guide us as a nation. But over time, our foundation has become weak And and it's because we have neglected the Word. It's because we have rejected God's Word. And, And now if you look around at America and look at the foundations of America, the things that hold us up, we see them crumbling right before our very eyes. And the more that we neglect the Word of God and the more that we reject God's Word, the more chaotic our culture will become leading this great nation to a great fall. Don't think it can't happen. Governments will crumble and fall institutions will crumble and fall, economies will crumble and fall, nations will crumble and fall, but God's word says that his word will never crumble and fall, the word of God will stand forever, the Bible says that grass withers, the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord will stand forever, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah to the word of God. The psalmist says, your word, O Lord, is eternal and it stands firm in the heavens. Things around us in this world that we live in, this nation, they can shake all they want to shake. They can keep shaking, but the word of God will never shake. So you know what our nation needs more than anything right now? We need a Bible revival. We need a Bible revival. We need a Bible revival in God's house. And so today, I'm going to share with you a Bible revival that took place in the history of God's people Israel. And in this Bible revival that took place, it transformed the people there of that day, but it also transformed the whole nation. And how many of you want to see this nation transformed for the glory of God? So... Right here in your Bibles today, I'm going to ask you to open up to Second Kings chapter 22. And I'm going to be reading a few verses from chapter 22 and just a few verses from chapter 23. Your homework this week is to go back and read Second uh, Kings chapter 22 and 23. Everything in its entirety, that'll be your homework this week. So make sure you do it. I'll be checking next week with a red pen. Amen. So before I read these few passages to you, I want to just kind of set some things up and give you some context here and then I'll read. In, in 2 Kings chapter 22 going into verse, I mean in chapter 23, you need to listen to the parallel to this right here in the nation of Israel to where we are today. Please focus on the parallel. In 2 Kings, the people of the land and the leaders of the land had turned away from God. And because the leaders were leading the way, I'm talking about the priests, the prophets, God's people, all of them, everyone in the land in that nation had turned away from God. And they turned away from God's word. And the result was that from their turning away, they plunged themselves into uh, uh, evil and they plunged themselves into a, a, a wicked nation. And and because of that plunge in wickedness and that plunge into evil living, there was a great spiritual decline that was taking place in the nation. And God's people during this time, they were being led by kings. And if you read through the kings, it can be very depressing. And there was many wicked kings until this one king showed up whose name was Josiah. And he actually became king, you remember the story, at eight years old. But then as he grew into this man, he began to seek after the Lord. The Bible tells us this, that he began to seek after the Lord, and the Bible says that Josiah did what was right in the Lord's sight, and Josiah was moved by God on his heart to to go back to God's temple that was in Jerusalem, which had been uh, damaged by the wicked kings and, and had been... Uh, defiled by the uh, idol worship and the pagan worship and the, and the temple at that time was in ruins and God moved on the heart of Josiah to go back and to repair God's temple. So Josiah, he took up an offering to do the repair work to the temple and it was during this work in the temple that something very interesting happened. I mean, when I read this, man, it was like, Wow. Something very interesting happened. They're all in the temple and they're working and they're trying to repair it and restore it and there's a high priest that's working and he's doing the work of the Lord there and while he's making repairs, guess what the high priest? He discovers something that's been lost in God's house for years and for years. He found God's word. Somewhere along the way in a closet on top of a shelf, somebody said, you know what? We don't need this anymore. And they put it up on the shelf and they locked the door. And for years and years, the nation went without any spiritual guide by the word of God. And we saw a spiritual decline come to this nation. So this high priest, he discovers the word of God and he gives he, he gives it to Josiah's right-hand man and he took God's word that had been found and this, this man, he read the word of God and then he read it to King Josiah. And when he read the word of God out loud to King Josiah, he was convicted by the word of God and he ripped his clothes in an act of repentance. And then he moved toward leading the people back to a renewed life, back to God and back to God's word. Josiah returned to God's word And he started removing all the idols out of the land. And he started purging all the evil and the wickedness out of the land. And there was a great revival that took place. It was a revival. It was a Bible revival. And we need that revival in our day today. Let me just read to you these few verses here. I didn't print it on my paper, so I got to have a little assistance. So chapter 22. I'm going to start in verse 3. In the 18th year of his reign, King Josiah sent Shaphan, son of Azaliah, and grandson of Meshulam, the court secretary, to the temple of the Lord. He told him, go to Hilkiah, the high priest, and have him count the money the gatekeepers have collected from the people at the Lord's temple. Entrust this money to the men assigned to supervise the restoration of the Lord's temple. Then they can use it to pay workers to repair the temple. They will need to hire carpenters, builders, and masons. Also have them buy the timber and the finished stone needed to repair the temple. But don't require the construction supervisors to keep account of the money they receive for they are honest and trustworthy men. Verse 8, Hilkiah the high priest said to Shaphan, the court secretary, I have found the book of the law in the Lord's temple. And then Hilkiah gave the scroll to Shaphan and he read it. And Shaphan went to the king and reported, Your officials have turned over the money collected at the temple of the Lord to the workers and supervisors at the temple. And Shaphan also told the king, Hilkiah the priest has given me a scroll. So Shaphan read it to the king. When the king heard what was written in the book of the law, he tore his clothes in despair. And then he gave these orders to Hilkiah the priest. Ahiakim, son of Shaphan, Akbor, son of Micaiah, Shaphan, the court secretary, and Isaiah, the king's personal advisor. Go to the temple and speak to the Lord for me and for the people and for all of Judah. Inquire about the words written in this scroll that has been found. For the Lord's great anger is burning against us because our ancestors have not obeyed the words in this scroll. And listen to this. We have not been doing everything it must. it says we must do. Skip over to chapter 23, just a few verses. Then the king summoned all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem, and the king went up to the temple of the Lord with all the people of Judah and Jerusalem, along with the priests and the prophets, all the people from the least to the greatest. And there the king, listen to this, he read to them the entire book of the covenant that had been found in the Lord's temple. The king took his place of authority beside the pillar and renewed the covenant in the Lord's presence. He pledged to obey the Lord by keeping all his commandments, laws, and decrees with all of his heart and all of his soul. And in this way, he confirmed all the terms of the covenant that were written in the scroll and all the people pledged themselves to this covenant. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your word, God. God, I pray right now that you would just be with us these next few minutes and speak to our hearts about a Bible revival that can take place in each and every one of us that will bring renewal into this land. God, I need your help right now. Holy Spirit, please, just anoint our time. Anoint my lips. Anoint my heart to be a vessel that you can speak through for your glory. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Glory to God. I want you to notice just a few things out of these passages I read to you. First of all, I want you to notice with me how this revival first started. This revival first started when God's people rediscovered God's word. The Bible says that Hilkiah, the high priest, uh, he found the word of God. He was working in the Lord's temple and he found the word of God. That reminds me and that tells me if he found something, it must have been lost. Can you imagine that right there in God's temple, God's house? The word of God is missing. The word of God is lost. That's the sad reality right here of what we're reading in these passages. That God's people, over time, they lost the word of God. They lost the word of God. The word of God was missing. And this explains why the nation had drifted away from God. They, they no longer had a, a moral God. They no longer had a spiritual guide. They had lost God's word. And guess what? They replaced it with their own views. They replaced it with their own feelings. They replaced it with their own likes and their dislikes, much like the nation that we live in today. We're living in a day now where uh, people, the truth is not the truth. The truth is whatever feels good to me. It's called relativism. Truth is based on my own independent opinion. That's the world that we live in today. And I want to tell you right here, and I'm warning you as God's people, I believe this relativism that truth is my own opinion, my own independent opinion. I believe that that's going to be an open door for the church to face persecution, assault, and, and uh argument against us us as we go forward because the people in the world are going to be living, declaring that their truth is whatever makes them feel good and when we come with the truth of God's word, they're going to reject it and it's going to open door for persecution for the church. Be ready. Be ready to stand on God's word. Whatever feels good to me is right. Whatever feels good to me is truth. My truth is based on my own independent opinions. I want to tell you something this morning. The greatest crisis in our land is not a virus. The greatest crisis in our land is not who's going to be the next president. The greatest crisis in our land today is, is that God's word is missing. God's word is missing. And when God's word goes missing, there's no absolute truth. And when there's no absolute truth, then you got chaos in the land. And we see that happening right before our very eyes today. Can us hear an amen? The Word of God is missing. The Word of God has been lost. If we continue to follow this path of relativism and no absolute truth, we're going to see chaos continue to grow. We're going to see our land continue to go into a crisis. Churches today, churches are in chaos because God's Word is missing. Preachers have lost the Word of God. Preachers are preaching to be popular. Preachers are preaching so they can be pleasers. Preachers are preaching to hold a pep rally to tickle the ears of people whose ears are itching to hear only what they want to hear. When God's called the preacher to preach the truth of God's word. And we see now churches that are in chaos because preachers have lost the word of God. God, help us not to ever lose your word here. Churches in chaos. Religious denominations. I mean entire denominations in chaos because God's word is missing. You hear what I'm saying? Church denominations are in chaos because God's word is missing. You you have entire denominations. Listen to me. You have entire denominations right now that are coming out and they're standing with those that are in favor of abortion. When Jesus is pro-life. He says, I've come to give life and give it abundantly you got entire denominations standing for abortion. you got entire denominations standing for same-sex marriage. you got entire denominations that are, are trying to legalize the marriage of, of same-sex marriage and ordaining homosexuals to lead their churches. Listen, the Word of God has been lost. It's been lost. It's missing. School's in chaos because God's Word's missing, no longer teaching the law of God to our children. Prayer removed out of the schools, colleges that are in universities that are in chaos today because God's Word is missing. Instead of having people there that are proclaiming the Word of God and teaching the Word of God, we have atheists and agnostics that are there and they're mocking God and they're indoctrinating our children, raising them to think that the government is their God. Our homes. Our homes are in chaos because God's word is missing. We got families that they're just all involved, like this nation here, in idol worship. God's on the back burner. Everything else about what I want to do and what feels good to me is the first in my life. Where is God first? For me and my house, we will choose to serve the Lord. Come on. Our nation's in chaos. Because God's Word is missing. If there's ever been a time, please listen to me, church. If there has ever been a time in our history to rediscover God's Word, we're living in that day today. If there's ever been a time for a Bible revival, we need it today. We need it today. I want you to notice here, they rediscovered God's Word, which is sad, that it had been lost. Man, Notice that God's people not only rediscovered God's word, but they read God's word. Shaphan, the assistant, he read it first. He said, he came to him, he said, listen, I have found the word of God. And and Shaphan, he, he read the word. And then when he read it, he read it to King Josiah. And then King Josiah read it for himself. And then he read it to the people. You know what that tells me? God's word was read and God's word was spread. And Bible revival came. A Bible revival came. Because there's power in the Word. Listen, we're going never, we will never see our nation transformed. We will never have our communities transformed unless we rediscover the Bible and then we got to open it and read it. We got to open it and read it. Most of every one of us here today, I'm sure, all of us have a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, you let me know and we'll make sure you get a Bible. But I'm sure everyone has a Bible today. Some of you got 40 Bibles. Some of you got a Bible in every room. Got a Bible in every room, and that's wonderful. But the problem is nobody's reading their Bible anymore. Nobody's reading their Bible anymore. You know what Barna's survey says? Listen to this. This is so sad. Uh, less than 20% of Christians read their Bible Daily. Less than 20% of the Christians read their Bible daily. Listen, we're no longer reading God's Word. And that's why our nation today is calling evil good and good evil. Because we don't even know the truth. And we, know, we need to know the truth. That's what happens when we fail to read God's Word. We no longer know the truth that can guide us. We no longer know the truth that can set us free. We have to know the truth of God's Word. We have to take a righteous position. Because God's Word is powerful. It's when we read God's Word, it's when we read God's Word that we discover the power of God, the voice of God. In Hebrews 4.12 it says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Listen to me this morning. The word of God is living. The word of God is powerful. The word of God will change your life. Hallelujah. It'll change you. The word of God has power. It has power to expose you. You open that book and start reading. You're going to see yourself in the mirror, and you're going to realize how sinful you are, and I'll realize how sinful I am. The word of God has power to expose you. The word of God has power to save you. The word of God has power to cleanse you. The word of God has power to heal you. The word of God has power to guide you. The Word of God has power to encourage you and give you hope. If there's ever been a time that we need to make reading the Word of God a priority, it's the day that we live in right now. This little thing of coming into church and hearing a preacher for uh, just a few minutes, maybe an hour. One time during the week and then to come again on Wednesday night, maybe. Just that few times, that's a lot. That's for some of you. That's the only word you get, friend. That's not going to cut it. You need to be in the word every day, feeding your soul, growing in the word of God so God's word can change you. Hallelujah. The Bible says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. It's when we feed and read on God's word that our lives are transformed. How many of you know God's word will change you? It'll change you. It's not a book that we open up just to get information. It's a book of transformation. It will change your life. I read this story not too long ago about uh, this drug dealer that was in the Philippines. And the drug, he actually was running for his life. And there was a Bible school there in that village in the Philippines and while he was running away from these people who were trying to kill him over, this, over these drugs, he, he ran into this Bible uh, place this, where they were teaching the Bible like a school. And he stayed there for a couple of days hiding there from the people that were chasing him. And while he was there, he was sitting there in the classes listening to them teach the word of God. And while he was there, this drug dealer ended up giving his life to the Lord and surrendering to the Lord. Tell, don't tell me that the word of God can't change you and transform you. There's power in the word of God. And Josiah, he was transformed And the people were transformed by the power of God's word. Josiah, he read God's word. And and when he read God's word, it said he tore his clothes. In other words, the word of God convicted him. Have you ever been convicted by the word of God? Convicted by the power of God's word. And that conviction led to a change in his life. The Word of God, listen to me, has the power to radically transform your life. If you want to be changed, if you're tired of going down that same path and doing the same old thing, you open up the Word because Jesus is the Word. And you open up the Word and He will come in and He will change you. Yeah. He can do it for you. I don't care who you are or what you've been through. There's power in God's Word. And I want you to notice this transformation The word, when he read the word, when King Josiah read the word, it moved his heart. It moved him. It moved him to return back to God's word. And when Josiah returned back to God's word, that opened up the door for God to do something great. How many of y'all need God to do something great? When he opened up the Word and began to read it, he returned back to the Word. He returned back to to the Lord and it opened up a, a door for God to do a supernatural work not only in him, but into the whole land. And friend, I just want to tell you, if we want to see our nation made great again, we need to return back to God's Word. If we want to see our churches made great again, we need to return back to God's Word. If we want to see our schools great again, we need to return back to God's Word. If we want to see our homes great again we need to return back to god's word if we want to see our communities great again we need to return back to god's word come on friend we need it we need a revival of the bible right here in our land (laughs) never has there been a more urgent time than now for god's people to arise and return back to god's word so god can move in a great and powerful way We need, listen, I'm telling every one of us, including myself, this is the most urgent and critical time in the history of our nation that we need to return back to God's Word. You you look at the direction that we're headed right now, and you look at the foundation and how it's crumbling, how it's become weak. We need to return back to God, and we need to return back to His Word. We need to return back to God, and guess what? We need to vote. We need to vote. And I'm not choosing sides here. I'm not picking a political party. Here's what I want you to know. When you vote, you vote your Bible. You vote your Bible. And you need to vote according to God's word. And I want to remind you today that God's word is never going to completely align with any political party because all people are imperfect. So you just take your Bible and you vote. You vote for the you vote for the uh, candidate that's the most pro-life. Amen. Come on. You you vote you vote for the candidate who is uh, values all life. You vote for the one that stands in support of pro-life who opposes abortion. You vote for candidates who support and bless Israel. You, you, amen. You you vote for candidates who protect our religious freedoms. You, You vote for candidates who support God's definition and design for marriage. And marriage is between a man and a woman. Hello. You vote for a candidate that knows that God is the one that has determined our gender and we don't determine it. You vote for a candidate who knows that men go to the men's restroom and women go to the women's restroom. That's the candidate you vote for. You vote for candidates who support law and order in the land. Our God is a God of law, and our God is a God of order. You support those who support law and order in the land. You vote for candidates who are pro-law enforcement. And if you don't know who to vote for, see me in the parking lot. I'll tell you later. Jesus. It's getting hot in here. Preaching the truth. You, you vote your Bible, you align your Bible, you just align your Bible, God's Word, with the candidate that's going to be the closest to it, that's the best you can do, and you, and you vote, and you vote, you got, listen to me, you have to vote, I know some of you have already voted, if you have not voted, you have got to vote, Christians need to voice their heart, voice the Word of God, Vote! There's nothing wrong with the church standing up for righteousness. There's nothing wrong with the church standing with what aligns with God's word. And that's why you need to vote your Bible. And I want to tell you something. Please hear my heart here. Oh, Jesus. I don't know what the outcome's going to be. And really, to be honest with you, I've walked around here with a peace. I'm not worried. I'm not fretting. I'm not all the pieces. I'm not in shambles. Let me tell you why. Because God is in control. God is in control. It doesn't matter to me. I want God's will to be done. And I'm going to have a heart of hope no matter what the outcome is. And listen to me, church. Please hear me right here. Whatever the outcome is, you remember you are the church. And we need to arise. And we need to be light. We need to be love. Don't let the devil pull you into any kind a trap to get you to damage the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life you stand and arise and you show grace you show mercy, you show love, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah <laughs> glory to God Jesus, help us the good news is when the Bible revival came there was a great renewal and it transformed the whole nation man I look out here and see some of these young people sitting in here. I think about my own kids. Man, I I, I want God just to bring a renewal, a transformation to our nation that we would turn back to Him and they would experience God working in ways that we never did. And we need to make sure that we do our part, and that's making sure that we open up God's Word and read it and let it transform our lives. Josiah returned back to God's word and a spiritual renewal took place in the lives of all the people. He was renewed by God's word. Don't you know God's word will renew you? It brought a spiritual renewal that spread and opened up the door for a great revival in the land. The land was purged from all evil. (laughs) There's going to be some evil things that are going to be pulled down in the name of Jesus. There's going to be some idols pulled down. There's going to be some wicked behavior that's going to be pulled down in the land of this nation here and we're going to see righteousness rule. The Lord's going to be lifted up. The name of God's going to be magnified and there's going to be a revival in this nation. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God, do it, do it, do it. Do it, oh God. Brother, if you guys will come and help me. I need help slowing the train down today. Oh. Jesus revival started with God's word let's bring this to ourselves today think about your heart right now and you, 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 nobody else, just you everybody else is out of the room, it's just me and you and the Lord right now have you lost the word of God in your own life, is the word of God missing or are you living your life based on what feels good to you? What you think your opinion of truth might be? Have you, have you defined what truth is? And you've lost the absolute truth of God's word and now you have veered off away from God and you're going down a place and down a, into a place that you never thought you'd go in your life. A darkness and a decay in your life Spiritually. it's because you've lost the word of God friend you can come back to God today backslider come home return back to the Lord today you can surrender all to God today and he can begin to change your life like you've never imagined before he can transform you Jesus has the power to do it we need some Josiahs we need some Josiahs. We need some people that return back to the Word, that will lead people back to God's Word. Listen, in these last days, when we stand up, <laughs> I don't want to just stand up telling people what feels good to me and what I thinks right. When I stand up, I want to be able to stand up with boldness and authority to be able to declare the Word of God. The Word of God can deliver you, set you free, bring freedom to your life. This is what the Word of God says. So God, help us to be like Josiah and lead people to God's Word. Who can you lead to God's Word? Lead your family? Lead your friends? God wants to use you to change this earth that we're living in. I love this about Josiah. He was a lover of God's Word. He was a learner of God's Word. And he was living God's Word. You, you, listen, you, you can love it and you can learn it, but friend, if you're not living it, that's big trouble so God help us to be Josiahs, a personal revival of the Bible that can spread and change this nation, do you believe it can happen? it happened here it can happen here in our community and it can happen in this state and it can happen in this nation and I believe it's going to, I do, I believe it's going to happen I can tell you one thing, I'm going to preach it I'm going to preach the truth. And I hope this church will always stand on God's truth. Would you stand with me, please? This is our altar call right here. I, I just want you to make this very personal for you. I want you to make it very personal for you. If you need to repent because you've lost God's word in your life and it's not a priority for you anymore and you're not reading it, just ask God to do a personal revival in you right now and there would be a new love and a new hunger for the word of God and that God would just begin to renew your thoughts and renew your heart and that you would allow this word that you read that you would allow it to just touch the people around you in your life as you live it out like Josiah did and let us see a revival come like none other let's pray together just hold your hands out to God Father Thank you for your word. Thank you for your absolute truth. And God, our heart today, God, is first to just repent, God, for the way we've, God, misplaced your word. We've lost it in our homes. We've lost it in the church house. We've lost it in our schools. We've lost it in our communities. We have lost it. It's gone missing. And God, forgive us, Lord. And God, help us right now to rediscover a new passion and rediscover a new love for the word of God. And Lord, help us, God, to make it a priority, God, to read it because we know there's power in the Word of God. And may that power, God, that comes from reading your Word, may it just transform our lives, God. Transform us to live a life of love and, and holiness and purity, God. A life surrendered to you. And God, that there would be a renewal that would come to our hearts and minds. Come on, church. That God would renew us and that renewal that takes place personally in our own lives, God, we're believing, Lord, it would spread into this community, spread into this state, spread into this nation, and it would impact this whole world. We believe, God, there would be a great Bible revival right now, starting at Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. God, let it be so. And, Lord, I just declare right now that you would just help us, God, to make time to be with you be with you Lord and that you would be with us and God we would see just a great work done a great work done just like you did here evil was purged out of the land wickedness was pulled down and your love and light went forth your kingdom of righteousness and that's what we want right now God for our nation God we want that so much for our nation Jesus let it be so right now in the name of